0: Welcome to the Philly Special Podcast. I'm Colin Russell here, always with Kelson Hazelwood, coming at you a week later than we usually do. Uh, Obviously, if you, if any of you are paying attention, we didn't do a podcast for the Dolphins Eagles game, and that's because uh, who would want to after a game of that caliber. Um, The only thing I want to say about it, Kelson, is if you score thirty one points against the Dolphins, you should win. And the defense gave up five straight scores, and we didn't win. And I just didn't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. We made that decision. Yeah, the defense just fell apart, and it was pretty sad and heartbreaking to see the Miami Dolphins uh, fuck us up like that. Yeah, it's it's inexcusable, um, pretty
0: disappointing, and to be one hundred percent honest, full clarity here. I mean, it was like. You know, I was sick. Kelson was sick at some point. We had all sorts of bullshit. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Anyway, the, we're the excuses,
1: here. the excuses come. But it's yeah, a- you know, it was a holiday
0: weekend. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyways, we're here talking about the Eagles and Giants. And my God, what a game. I I don't know. I It was a roller coaster from the beginning. I feel like I lost about 10 years of my life. Um, And I don't, I mean, it was a tale of two halves at the very end, right? I mean, like the the first half was, I was ready to give up on the team as a whole. It was so disappointing and I didn't feel like there was any pride. There was no heart. And I I was, I was ready to, I hope we lose out. That's kind of where I was at. Like this team didn't deserve anything. Uh, I mean, how did you feel about the first half as a whole?
1: Oh, it's like terrible. The same way I think you felt. um, I know you and I were sending each other like a few text messages back and forth. I, I thought this was it. I thought that this was the last meaningful game. The Philadelphia Eagles would play this season. Um, yeah, they looked terrible. The offense couldn't get anything going. Um, we saw Alshon Jeffrey uh, with get the big injury and go out. That looked terrible. I think it is terrible. More on that later. Uh, then Lane Johnson went down. It's just, I don't know. It just felt like everything was going in the wrong direction, and it was just going to be the final, the final sad kind of ending that the season almost deserves, but. Not yet, um, yeah, I don't know. how do you yeah.
0: feel? I mean, just new life in the second half, obviously, but in the first half, like even on the defensive side of the ball, just more of the same bullshit we saw against uh against miami yeah. i don't i I cannot comprehend in my head how you can start nine to ten yards off of a wide receiver. And just give up those, you know, seven, eight yard pass plays, which is already ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then they blow by you for a big touchdown. And it happened twice against Ronald Darby. It happened yep. against Jalen Mills one time. Like, it's it's beyond my comprehension how these cornerbacks cannot cover these guys when they're giving them that much room. I don't
1: know if they're just not paying attention. If they're
0: bad. Like, I I can't decide.
1: Like, it, they, really, they really just looked like they didn't know what was going on, at least on one or two of those. And... It's not like they're slow or they're like unathletic because the second Ronald Darby sees, um, I think it was Darius Slayton. Yep. Uh, catch that ball. He runs right up and catches him and tries to make a tackle, but it's too late. He's clearly faster than him. He's clearly able to stay with him. He just lets him run by. It makes no sense.
0: Yeah. And it's not like it's a, it's not like it's any like impressive route, like, you know, like a hitch no. and go or anything. It's just a go He's route. Running, He's just yeah, running yeah, down, down, down the, the sideline. Side and he, he can't keep up with them. We saw it against Stephon Diggs in the in the Minnesota Vikings game. We've seen it against Mari Cooper. Like, it's – I don't understand how this team doesn't adjust to that. And to be frank, to be honest, even in the second half where the defense played, I mean, 150% better than they did in the first half.
1: It still wasn't. And they,
0: they weren't going to Darius Slayton's way. Yeah, they were not picking on Ronald Darby anymore. I don't know why that was the case, Uh, but I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> nope. But, yeah, the defense as a whole, I think they were getting to Eli a lot better in the second half. Uh, the defensive line was doing a good job of getting the pressure on. Uh, tackles were being made. I think the coverage was better. Uh, but like I said, I mean, I, I feel like they kind of gave up on their biggest weapon, which was just throwing the ball to Darius Slayton on the go route. It's really not that complicated.
1: It really just looks like what Miami did to us with Devontae Parker. Uh, you just send the guy down, and he could beat Ronald Darby. Yeah, and uh, uh, that
0: Miami game, man. I mean, uh, just unbelievable <laughs> where we could be right now in this oh division. My gosh, yes, definitely a leg up over the Cowboys, and you know they got a they got a tough game coming against the Rams. Um, I don't think they're going to win it. If I'm being honest, I don't but
1: mean, it doesn't either. really matter
0: at this point. It's going to come down to the Eagles and Cowboys, I think, at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, just getting back to this game, mm-hmm. the first half was absolutely pathetic. Um. I was ready to just pack it in, to call it a season as a whole. Like, we're not even going to be Washington at this point. We're not going to be New York again. We're certainly not going to be Dallas. And they come out in the second half with just a new swagger. And I don't, I mean, the two things I can think of, at least offensively, the defense came out swinging in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But the offense started slow, but they just started going with a quicker pace, which I think was huge. Yeah, the hurry-up
1: was, yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah, and the unsung hero of all of
1: this, boston scott dude boston scott easily the mvp of this game that we we watched the other night it i just couldn't believe it he looked, li- literally looked like the second coming of darren sproles and i think i made a joke about that a while back that you know he kind of reminded me of him but no we actually saw it on monday night and i i really hope that that continues going forward and if you want to even look past Boston Scott a little bit, some of these other like young guys making plays, you have Greg Ward has still been a factor. Um, Perkins got involved who we, I don't think we've seen him hit the field this season. And um, Whiteside had that huge third and four catch. Huge catch. It's, I don't know. Like, it just seems honestly like getting some of these veteran guys off the field and giving some of these young players opportunities. I don't want to speak too soon, but, it's kind of making a difference. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it, it it's,
0: it's kind of goes both ways. I mean, it, it, it's hard to look at it and see at one point we had, you know, our Whiteside, white side Perkins, Boston Scott, you know, these guys that like are preseason kind of players and they're yeah. surrounding our star quarterback that we paid, you know, this max contract and a huge thing. And this is what we're providing them for. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, they made it work. I think Perkins I like did a it. wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ward did a great job as he's been doing for the last couple weeks for what it's worth. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Boston Scott, obviously, I mean, just incredible. And you're exactly right. It looked very Darren Sproles esque the ways he's can catch a ball in the open field and make one cut and make a guy miss, uh, how quickly he gets six yards even, he did I mean, it was incredible. It was just fun to watch. and it was exactly what we needed, obviously, to win this game. I don't think we win this game without Boston Scott, especially with all the injuries that happened.
1: yeah, uh, the offense was looking for a spark, and I think they definitely found it in Boston Scott. And a little bit we talked you touched on this a little bit, going back to the kind of the change up in the play calling. They went to the hurry up and they just gave they let Carson do what he does best and kind of improvise and uh, change things up at the line, like as he sees it. and I don't know. It seemed really effective. And I, I hope that that's something we continue to see going forward.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you feel this way, but to me, this is the first time we've seen in, in the second half alone. The first time we've seen Carson Wentz play as like that 2017 Carson Wentz. I
1: absolutely agree. Because and, in
0: my mind, at least, in, when we went to overtime, I'm like, if we get the ball, this game's over.
1: Oh, like, I, I felt the same way. I was absolutely confident that there was no way he wasn't going to march down the field and make this shit happen
0: and he did yeah, absolutely and I mean, you see the passes he makes you see the moves he can make to get himself more time and to be able to make that throw mm-hmm. and the other thing to me is you mentioned that uh Whiteside white catch on third and four yeah huge and then to tie the game that pass at zach ertz that was a good catch by zach ertz i mean it was a perfect throw by Wentz, but it wasn't the easiest catch no. and ertz was still able to pull it in this is something that's been missing all year long and i i tweeted it out you guys have seen it um All the drops, the huge drops we've had in other games, Um, you know, or excuse me, uh, Artega Whiteside one time in the Detroit game, plus Mac Collins. uh, But, I mean, Nelson Aguilar on a number of occasions, Zach Ertz a couple or one time uh, in that last game against Miami. All of these plays that if they just would have made it, we might be talking about an entirely different season as a whole. Mm -hmm. And they made those plays this time around. I mean, there was that drop by Greg Ward. Uh, which definitely sucked. I kind of thought we were going to lose the game. I'm not going to lie, uh, especially after Elliott missed that field goal. Right. Um. But yeah, I, they made the play on that last
1: uh, on that last stretch there on the end
0: of the fourth quarter, going into overtime.
1: Right. And you mentioned real quick that, that Greg Ward drop. He dropped it, yes, but it was honestly encouraging to see someone actually track the ball that far. Mm-hmm. I think I think Greg Ward is. I don't know. I think he's quickly becoming a big playmaker for this offense. And I don't think he's going to continue to drop those. I quite frankly, I trust him more than Nelson Aguilar catching that ball.
0: Well, I saw today that Aguilar has didn't participate in practice. Uh, Um, It seems like, I mean, Jeffrey's about as good as done. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd imagine it's our Whiteside and Greg Ward going forward.
1: I don't, I don't think we're anywhere near done with, with this group. We, we don't have a choice. Um, But the other the other play that stuck out in my mind that if it if it happens, it's easily, you know, Carson Wentz's new greatest highlight ever is that um, the ball he tried to hit our Sega wide side on in the corner of the end zone after dodging a whole bunch of defenders. If Greg Ward doesn't tip that, I honestly think that that thing may have been complete and it may have been just amazing. Yeah, and they they challenged pass interference on that play,
0: and the only reason they didn't get it was because Greg Ward tipped it. Right, and yeah, I'm with you. I think I think if Greg Ward doesn't touch that, it's a perfect pass to our Sega Whiteside, and that would that would have really been something. My goodness, you know, when we've been through this so many times. I don't know how many podcasts have talked about this, but just all the hate that goes towards Carson Wentz. And I just don't get it. I was looking the other day, earlier today, actually, between him and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, now, he's considered an elite quarterback, right? At least a top five quarterback in this league. Sure. Carson Wentz has about 200, yet, 200 less passing yards than him, two less touchdowns, and two less interceptions. Yet, one guy mm-hmm. is considered an elite quarterback with, by might I mentioned, DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in football. Will Fuller, who is also a very great deep threat that the Eagles don't have. You look at the Eagles receiving core, this is the preseason squad. And right. Carson Wentz is <laughs> keeping track with a top five quarterback in the league. One guy's considered elite, the other guy, they're talking about why didn't we keep Nick Foles? I don't get it. I just don't get it. And you add in, you add in the fact that like if we make those catches that I just mentioned earlier, he's even better. You know, like, this record for the Eagles is better. Carson has more touchdowns. He has more wins. I I don't know, man. I don't get the hate towards Carson Wentz. I really don't.
1: I. It makes no sense to me either. Um, and I, I think we're going to see a lot of that hopefully die down. Um, I think it'd be huge for Carson to play, you know, at that level for these next uh, few games to finish out the season, whether, whether we make the playoffs or not. Uh, just to continue that. So, hopefully – the whole off season isn't this like cloud in the air of like, is Carson Wentz the answer for Philly at quarterback? It needs to be Carson Wentz is elite. Carson Wentz is going to be great. And that needs to be the mindset going forward. I think, yeah. I think there's too much pressure put on him from all this nonsense when you're absolutely right. He hasn't had the weapons in place to, to fully be what he should be yet.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's all sorts of answers in the draft and free agency Um, the biggest in my mind that comes to mind is, um, AJ green coming off of Cincinnati, you know, yeah, it's a big injury risk, but at the same time, you probably get a better deal on a contract. And I mean, he's still a big play wide receiver and that's what they need. They need somebody. I mean, I'm not here for, I like Deshaun Jackson. I like Alshon Jeffrey, but these guys are old and they're hurt.
1: Yeah. That's what we've learned this season is the veteran, the veteran guys are not helping us. Uh, no you know you look at jordan matthews jji guys we brought in like in the season has done next to nothing jordan matthews was cut after two weeks three weeks maybe um deshaun jackson hasn't played really since game one and alshon jeffrey's been hurt a ton it's just we've got to get some youth um some really talented youth going through this team yeah and i mean how long have we
0: been preaching for jj Arcega or yeah Arcega sega white side to get involved
1: Forever. I mean, like, for, yeah,
0: the last, I mean, month at least, <laughs> you give this guy one chance on that third and four, he makes an incredible catch. I mean, right. let's, and he, they're not going to have a choice now, you know, like with Greg Ward and JJ, that's it. That's that's the receiving core, which makes me go back Maybe to Josh now. McCown. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> believe that was a thing that was actually considered. But I hey, kind of
1: wish it would have happened.
0: I I don't. <laughs> I'm glad we scored when we did. We didn't even have to visit that. My that's God. Fair. That's fair. Um,
1: uh, yeah, to go back to
0: that, man, I just, I feel like it's just irresponsible to have three wide receivers and that's it
1: Yeah, I don't going know into this game. I have yeah. no idea why someone wasn't called up from the practice squad before. Yeah,
0: it's not like they weren't there. And it's like, I'm not saying they're the most talented group of guys, but it's better than nothing. It's better than having Josh McCown, a backup quarterback, going out there as a wide receiver. And I've heard I've heard Doug Peterson say that they kind of consider Perkins as like a tight end wide receiver uh, prototype, you know, a hybrid, uh, which makes sense. But this is such this group has been injured all year long. We've seen Aglor been hurt multiple times, Alshon's been hurt multiple times, and Deshaun Jackson's barely ever played, like you said. So to go in with just three wide receivers, that's just stupid, right? Like I I can't justify this at all. Why wouldn't you bring up Mark and Michelle? Why wouldn't you bring up anybody else that was on the practice squad that could have played wide receiver? It doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, especially with all the injuries we've had. I think we just need to understand that we're not a team that has good luck when it comes to that type of stuff, and we need to be prepared. I just I don't think they were. Yeah, and it, it hasn't
0: gotten any better in this last game. I mean, Lane Johnson went down, like you said, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just – uh i mean alshon jeffrey obviously and it's it just gets worse and worse and it sucks when you want to believe in this team and as much as like like i said this roller coaster of how down i was uh in the first half compared to the second half where i really do feel like that momentum can be carried over into this game against washington and hopefully carried over in the game against dallas Mm -hmm. but when you're missing the key parts Lane Johnson is not a guy that's like, oh, yeah, we can afford to lose him. No, not at all. Aguilar, Jackson, and Jeffrey, the three best wide receivers on the team. You know, like, yeah, we won this one, but are we going to win it against Dallas? And if we do win it against Dallas, are we going to win it against the Packers in the playoffs, against the Saints in the playoffs? It's, it's really hard to win when all of your best players are injured, and that's what they've been dealing with all season long.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much been the story of the season from the beginning and I don't know. We'll see what happens going forward, but it, I really liked the fight we saw from, you know, some of these players that probably wouldn't have never played the season if it weren't for injuries. Yeah.
0: And, and just, you mentioned the fight and it's just something that they haven't had all season. Yeah. You know, we've seen so many times the Eagles getting the ball, having a chance to tie the game, having a chance to win the game. One thing or another happens, a drop, a drop, Uh, Carson Wentz being inaccurate, something like that, a a turnover and we lose. And it's happened many times this year. And this game against the giants, it didn't happen. We got the game into overtime. We got the ball in overtime. You and I were both confident we were going to score. And we did exactly that. They, I mean, they did it quick too. Mm -hmm. It was very impressive. And you know, at the end of the day, yeah, the giants were two and 10. Yeah. We struggled against the giants. We lost to the dolphins. This isn't a team. I'm, I'm not saying have faith yet, but just understand where we were at halftime and how much growth was done in just two quarters plus
1: overtime. I mean, yeah, the defense held that offense to zero points in the second half. Uh, I think we scored uh, 20 in the second half. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I think that's that alone just shows you how much of a a switch we flipped. And I don't know. I just I don't think we've seen that in a long, long time from from the Eagles. You even saw Carson was like throwing the ball with more authority. It was, it was getting out of his hands quicker. It was much like I don't know. It was going faster, hitting them harder. It was more accurate. Yeah, was, I, they were playing with intensity. Is really what I'm getting at here. Yeah, and pride. <laughs> Pride's the yeah. biggest
0: thing, man. I I didn't feel like anybody on that team had an ounce of pride going into halftime. I mean, just the amount of times the offense went three and out. Just giving up huge play after huge play to Eli freaking Manning and Darius Slayton. Like I was, I was pissed for lack right. of a better word. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching, and especially since that game against Miami, you knew everybody was disappointed, right. and you knew that you underperformed. And they come out against the Giants. That's two and ten, and they didn't do anything different. It was exactly the same on defense, on offense, everything was the same. And then the second half, they completely turned it around. So. I don't know if they're just giving me false hope, but uh, the optimism in me, I guess, is saying, I think we can do a really good job against Washington, really put it to Washington, hopefully carry some momentum going into Dallas. And I've said it now for three, four weeks. That's the game. You know, whoever wins on December 22nd is going to win the NFC East is going to go to the playoffs. I I still believe that is the case.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think anyone can debate that at all. Yeah, especially at this point. I mean, no.
0: we missed our opportunity, you know. I mean, as bad as the Giants, or excuse me, the Cowboys have been, um, yeah. Have we beat the Dolphins? And then going into this next week, we beat the Redskins, they lose to the Rams, we got two games on them. That, that, that would be the ideal scenario. But,
1: yeah, this is where we're at. So going forward, um, I guess really what I want to see uh, from from the Eagles is – not be so close. Um, we need to do what we did in that second half for a full game, which I don't think has happened at all this season. And then some of these plays that are just absolutely terrifying start to not not matter so much, or maybe not even happen. Um, specifically, what I mean is the the tip ball that flew up into the air, and if Isaac Sayamalu hadn't spiked it down, that's probably easy, easily taken for a pick, maybe for a touchdown. That loses us the game. And the other one, uh, the fourth and one that was absolutely critical that Carson was able to sneak it and get that yard. But we don't get that. The game's over. Like, it's just these like high pressure moments that are absolutely critical, which honestly, it's great to see the team, you know, not fuck up on these because we fucked up on them several times throughout the season. It's what's it's literally cost us games. But I just want to see these things not matter so much at the end of games, which we've seen so much this season.
0: Yeah, and they haven't showed me anything yet that says, like, when it's against a good team. You know, if if we're talking about not the Giants, but let's just say the 49ers or the Seahawks or the Saints, it doesn't matter. They're not going to give us that in. You know, like, we would have lost that game for sure. Yeah. And that's why I think this Redskins game, the Redskins are terrible. Plain and simple, they're terrible. We should dominate the Redskins 100% from first quarter to fourth. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be a question. So I'm with you. I think this is the time for us to have that statement game, to have a game where it's like, this was never in question. You know, like it it was never like, oh, this was a close game. Oh, if the Eagles wouldn't have done this, the Redskins would have won. This is just straight, oh, the Eagles fucked up the Redskins, which was exactly what they should have done. And now they have all this momentum going into the Cowboys game in Philadelphia, which is another chance for us, you know, to have a statement win and start to build a little bit of credibility. Which I don't give a shit what the public thinks of us. I just want. I know what I can see, and right. I know at the end of that Giants game, it's exactly what we thought this Eagles team was capable of doing. But it was against the two and ten Giants. I need a better sample size. You know what I'm saying?
1: So, I, I agree. I at least need to see it. I at least need to see four quarters of it against the Redskins this week. Um, yes. I hope. I really hope that they're prepared to. To do that, because I think this is what we've been looking for for these past few games, starting with the Dolphins. We all thought, yeah, the Eagles will just murder the Dolphins, murder the Giants, murder the Redskins and go on a little killing spree and get their confidence back. But that's really not at all what we've seen. Um, So I I guess I want to see that in this Redskins game to to make me a complete a complete believer that even if we do make the playoffs, we could maybe win the first game. I'm not trying to get too crazy here, but I don't Um, know. I I think they've got a lot to prove still. I think I'm with you.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're in the playoffs, that's step one, right? Uh I mean, well, really, step one is beat the Redskins. But getting to the playoffs is is step one, and that just means having an opportunity Mm -hmm. to play for something bigger. And as long as you're in the dance, you have a chance. That's just how it works. I mean, I've seen teams worse than the Eagles win a game in the playoffs. It happens. So, but that's step one. I mean, we know Dallas is struggling. We know they're not very good against teams over 500 or even even 500. Uh, And I don't think they're going to beat the Rams. I really don't. But where that leaves us is, even if they don't beat the Rams and we beat the Redskins, we're a game up going into the game against Dallas. If we lose that game, we're even, but they have two wins over us. So as long as they win they're in the last game of the season i'm talking as long as they win they're in right so we have to win that game against dallas and if we do then do we clinch let me make sure that's right so we'd be if we beat washington they lose to the rams we'd be a game up if yeah if we beat dallas after that we'd be two games up and we'd automatically make it right and i think that's realistic i really do i agree and, And obviously the Cowboys are the best team we're going to be facing in this last five weeks of football uh, from the Dolphins to the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be the biggest test. And lucky for us, that's the biggest test, because if we had to face, you know, that middle part of the schedule of the Seahawks and the Bills and uh, even the Bears now who are playing much better football uh, Mm -hmm. and the Patriots, like those are losses as far as I see it. There's no way,
1: at least right now.
0: Yeah. So I mean we're in a very fortunate part of our season and we just cannot let it go to waste. And they almost did it against the Giants. They almost right. did it at half I mean, at halftime I thought we were losing.
1: I thought it was over, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I didn't have any reason to believe we'd beat any other team the rest of the season. So I'm glad they got it figured out.
1: All right. So we, we've already kind of talked about this a good little bit here. Um what do you what are you like expecting score wise out of this this Redskins Eagles matchup this weekend?
0: Um, I think injuries are still going to play a key part. I'm interested to see the biggest one for me is, um, Jordan Howard. Mm. And as far as I know, he still hasn't been cleared for, for contact, which is a big thing. Obviously that's a key part in football. <laughs> yeah. And a bit. Yeah. And he's not going to play until he is, uh, I know he was limited in practice today. If he doesn't play, I'm hoping coaching sees, well, you know, it did really well was boston scott so i hope we see a lot of boston scott and on the defense side of the ball it sucks we don't have Derek barnett i think he's been other than brandon graham the best um defensive player Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't seem like they're gonna have him i don't think he participated today um for me i just i just want to see a clean game against a bad offense like adrian peterson yeah he's good you know, but he's aged and like our run defense is very good. There's no reason for me to believe that we can't stop at Peterson. So that just leaves us to Dwayne Haskins, who's a rookie quarterback that's been struggling against a pretty bad offensive line. I want to see a big game from Fletcher Cox. That would be massive. It's about time that guy is a big game. Uh, and other than that, just the cornerbacks doing their jobs. I mean, th- this should be a clean game defensively. And other than that, it's just going to be the offense trying to find what kind of flow is going to work for us going forward. And I think they hinted on it at the end of the Giants game. So I think let's just start with that. Let's start with fast pace. Let's start with Boston Scott. Let's just do all the same things we did at the end of the second half of the Giants game. What do we have to lose? And for me, I think if we do that, we're going to find it's going to work and we're going to put up a lot of points against the Redskins. I I like the Eagles a lot in this game. I think they're going to give up some touchdowns. I'm sure we're going to see a big play. Something's going to happen. Probably Terry McLaurin. Uh, maybe an Adrian Peterson run, which would just suck. But um, I'm, I've am i got a score of around, let's say, I'm being serious here, 45-17 Eagles. Holy that's, that, shit. That's what okay. I'm looking for. That is what I'm looking for in this game. I want complete domination against a shitty team. And that's what we should do. That's
1: the statement that has to be made this week. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. That's what we all want. Um, and I agree with you on you know, pretty much everything you just said. Um, but I, I think Darby is going to struggle with McLaurin. Um, we've seen Darby give up, you know, touchdowns to every every guy he's been covering every week for the past two or three. Um, but I, d- I do think the defense, like the line, should have no issues getting Dwayne Haskins. I think that's going to help a lot. And I we have no issues really against the run game at all this season. It's probably been the one, you know, just – bright spot of this team in general is the run defense so i'm not really too scared of adrian peterson and I, I agree with you i want the offense to do the exact same things that they were doing uh at the end of the the giants game and i think if that happens i i definitely think philly's going to win this game uh, regardless but i think if that happens um i think philly can do it 31 to 17 it's not a bad score either yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm happy either way, but it, it doesn't seem
0: like know. it doesn't seem like Alshon. Obviously, I mean, he seems like he might be done for the season. Uh, I think it doesn't seem like, forever. yeah, honestly. Uh, and it doesn't seem like Aglar's trending towards coming back either. So, I mean, this is it's a depleted offense, but it's been a depleted right. offense all year long. So, yeah, I, I, I hope the offense can be good enough. And I think we figured out the best way to work the offense is fast pace um you know rpo if it's open other than that i mean just keep the pace up give it to boston scott who's i mean just an incredible one cut back yeah i i I think the recipe is there for us to beat the redskins so we'll see what happens
1: yeah i'm absolutely with you um i don't have anything else to say colin do you that's it
0: man let's let's see what
1: happens next week we'll talk at you all right sounds good